You are listening to the Gate 7 International Podcast, a podcast connecting Olympiacos fans from Melbourne to Baltimore, from London to Piraeus. We are four Olympiacos fans from every corner of the world, bringing you news and interviews of the team you love in English. With new episodes twice a week, you'll never lose the latest updates and stories of the team you love. This is our team, our city, and our land. You're listening to the Gate 7 International Podcast. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the to Gate 7 International, your official English source for all things Olympiacos. My name is Peter. I'm here with all three of my co-hosts today. It's a lovely day when we all wake up. We've got Adi, we've got Costa, we've got Labro, and uh, we've got Ike. We beat Ike 3-2. to two. What an amazing team Ike are. My God, I think uh, I could go walk outside, find the first four people on the street, and they would defend better than Ike's back line. Uh, we get the results. Um, Ike, such a wonderful and big team. Um, our Pelates, as always, folks, uh, we do it again. Al-Arabi does it again. He always loves the game against Ike. So, folks, what do we have to say? Chat, get in on this here. What do we have to talk about? We're back from international break. We come back with three goals. What do we think, people? What do we think? Feeling good. Yeah, great game. Great game from uh, El Arabi tonight, the killer. Um, and yeah, should we mention as well, or do we need to do an ad read? I guess. Do we? I, I don't know. What what <laughs> the hell? It's been the so rust, long. I am like the washed rust up. Is, you know, the rust is coming in for Labro here. Uh, we can <laughs> we can get some ad reads going, I suppose. Although actually, I think Adi, uh, I'll let you go into this because I think we have some news about Olympiacos DC. Uh, if we, I'm not mistaken. We do, we Rest do. I brought up, yeah. I brought up ahead of the interview last weekend with Dudu that Olympiacos DC we had the division finals, their second straight division finals in their second straight season in UPSL, fourth division American soccer. Unfortunately, it was a tough loss. the The boys went up one nothing in the first half, and they ended up losing two to one. Um, so it was a really tough loss. Uh, I watched the game right after the interview heartbreaking stuff but uh we're proud we're proud of the boys because in the first year of existence they made it to two back-to-back division finals in upsl they played their hearts out they built a wonderful thing there in just a year of existence so we're proud of them we look forward to seeing what they're going to do next season and in the winter break we're going to have a couple of the players on for an interview and so that the audience can have a listen Phillips at the wheel, baby. In Philip, we trust, as always. We'll, uh, we keep on dreaming in D.C. in the DMV. Big results coming soon for Olympiacos D.C. We hope. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. But anyway, let's get to the, the real the real the deal. Uh, the B-team. Against- Huge <laughs> victory yesterday. 1-0. Larissa, one of the better teams in the second division. Olympiacos B have six points from two matches, people. Big, big, big result. Okay. That it that was a big result. I watched a bit of it, but we're not talking about that tonight. We're uh we just finished watching the match with Ike. Ike two, Olympiacos three, El Arabi with two big goals. Agibu opened the goal within 
opened the score up within the first minute. Olympiacos came with a 4-3-3 tonight. Uh, Kenny Lala started the normal back line. I would say this is the new normal back line. Uh, the midfield of the two Camaras, Jan and Villa, and ahead of them, Onyekuru, El Arabi, and Masuras. Um, game started off great, I would say, with Camaras' goal. But then it seems like we dropped, you know, the typical behavior when a goal drops in. But yeah, I guess that's how we'll start. El Arabi was fantastic tonight. Man of the match for me, coming out and saying it. A lot of people were critical of El Arabi. Still critical. I never, I never was. The get, for me, the best striker. The best striker Olympiacos has had. Maybe ever. What a player. Anyway, that's it. Won us the game tonight. Won us the game tonight. Anyway. Costa, what were your thoughts on everything? Anything you want to say before we dive deep into this game here? The win's a win. Uh, I'm, I've said before, I'm not happy with the team's performances this year and that, you know, we've come to the end of the cycle and I've, I'm just waiting for this season to be over. It's nice to win. It's nice to win because uh, we have a big game on Thursday as well. So it's good to get that confidence and take it into what's going to be really a, a big, big match against Fener last year. They, they're playing their ro last roll of the dice for Fener on, on Thursday. If they win, they have a chance of taking that second spot. If we win, we've all but secured it. So I think the most important thing today is is the result, getting the win. Nice for El Arabi to get two goals. And yeah, we can dive dive into it more as, uh, as the show goes on. We are going to be getting fans on the show tonight as well. It's the first time we're doing that. So, so yeah, guys, we will be dropping the link. We will be dropping a link in the chat. Uh, you can hit the link and we will let you in or we won't let you in. Uh, but yeah, it's great to finally be doing this, uh, letting the fans actively be be part of the show. So stick around and and yeah, let's get into it. And, and folks, while we're here as well, don't forget to subscribe to us on YouTube, Gate 7 International. We put out tons of content about Olympiacos. We're here after every game to discuss with you. We'll be here on Thursday for the uh, Fenerbahce game. Of course, I won't be here, but everyone else will be here. Um, hit subscribe, guys. Hit like. Tell your friends. Get everybody in right now. As Costa said, you've got a one-of-a-kind opportunity today to come on, the, come on the show here. Talk with us about today's game. Talk with us about the team give us your two cents for a little bit while you're in here. So please make sure to subscribe. It helps us out a lot. Yep. I think there are a lot of, a lot of positives to take from this game. I actually agree with Labro 100%. El Arabi is my man of the match for the game today as well. You can't score two goals and not be man of the match. We'll get in that into that more later. I still will say that I think that his holdup play has dropped a level from last year to this year. I wholeheartedly believe that still, but he still was extremely important in his goal scoring ability today. Um, the steal, the steal for the goal. I mean, for that third goal, it's, it's tough work, but fin fantastic work from him. I'm, I'm I mean, really it's, happy it's for horrible it. work from the, the left back for well, us. That was just horrific, but anyway, yeah, El Arabi. I, I agree with you, Adi. I mean, he's obviously, you have to give him, you know, man of the match. Spoiler alert, he's going to be my man of the match today. Um, 
but yeah, the hold up play is not what we we used to see, but I suppose he's still he's still the finisher he's always been. So that's like honestly what this team really needs because we get like two open play chances a game uh these days and and El Arabi has to put them away. He's the only one who can do it sometimes it seems. Yeah, I what agree. I agree. agree that, bro? Like I today I've been very critical of the team's performance since March of last year. And it's a lot of you know that um, I kind of saw a lot of things going bad. But tonight, I was very happy with the team. I was some things were were not so good. But when you I, I want to remind people, this was our first away derby with fans in a year and a half almost. There were 45,000 people reportedly at Owaka tonight. They had a strong atmosphere. And we went in and silenced them. And I don't know. I, I don't have a lot of people to pick on tonight. Um, personally, I think Vachlik was very poor tonight. I thought both goals were, were savable. Uh, of course, the first one was shocking. But the second one was a lot of people aren't talking about it. But that hand just like. Boom, very soft, very soft goal from him. I think Jose Saw saves that goal. Um, ah, I don't know. I don't know. I uh, I also, one last note, I'll be critical of one person. Henry Anyukuru was very poor again tonight. It seemed like we were playing with 10. And when he came off, a lot of us were very upset that it was for Buhalakis. I will say this Buhalakis gave some much needed stability into the midfield. We weren't able to hold the ball through parts of that second half and Buhalakis came on, we held the ball, we moved the ball a bit and Ike is a really small team. They always have been, but you can really tell like the mentality there is just shocking and so you just you play with them a little bit when they're down and the floodgates open. They're they're one of those teams that is just a shit show. So like, you can really pour it on them. It's just they'll always be like that. I think because of the small team mentality they have. But I don't know. Yeah, they're opinion. they're one of Dudu's favorite pelates. Don't forget, guys. No, but Ike, like Ike, is a very small team. Like we should say that. Like how many times have we beat them six? Anyway, I'm sorry to the fans. Our league is shit, man. This is the but, level of our league. Yeah, they're this second the in the table, man. But can we talk about how everyone was saying Juber is like the second coming of Jesus Christ? He's like terrible. He was. Did he even play tonight? Gets into our team. Levi Garcia tonight? Where was Levi Garcia subbed at halftime? Guys, this is the level of our league, and this is the reason yep. why we're crap. Yeah. One of the one of the reasons why I'm sorry is one of the reasons why we are not so good this year. Uh that first goal coming in the first minute, it was one of those things where you're like, okay, are we gonna see a performance tonight? After that, scoring scoring a belter. Like an absolute screamer in the first minute, and then you think, all right, strangle them, like press them high up the pitch, get second in the next few minutes, like keep the pressure on. And what did we do? We do what we've been doing all season: start to sit back, you know, wait, and then wait for the space to open and hit them on the counter. And that's the type of team that we are this year. We're not able 
to press high up the pitch effectively. As soon as they break, you know, the opposition breaks the press, there's so much space in the midfield. You feel like Camara and Envila are different players this season because Envila was was sick. He got COVID. He lost, and people don't know this, Envila lost a lot of weight when, when he was sick. And that's a problem for his body. He has to rebuild muscles. He's not the same player he was last year. And then Maddie, you just we've talked about it before. We feel like his head's somewhere else. He's not performing at the at the peak of his ability. So you just feel like we're not that same team that we were that's able to strangle the opponent high up the pitch. We are literally Olympiacos is best this year when we have space and when we can hit on the counter with pace. And that's what I think. Martins is also hoping going into the Fenerbahce game. That's why on Yakuru played today. He's hoping to see some him gain some rhythm. He's coming back from injury. Remember, Gary Rodriguez isn't eligible to play in Europa. Will he start on Thursday? Quite frankly, I don't know. Might go with that 4-3-3. I'm going far, guys. But uh, before we talk about Fener, again, I want to say, mind the gap. We're six points clear of Ayek now. We're seven points clear of Balk. We're not even halfway through the league and the the distance between first and second is, is already opening up, guys. The level of the league is really poor and I feel I feel like a lot of the foreign players that have been there for two, three, four, five years, some cases, like players like Cissé, they're fed up. They know that they can win these games in, in third gear and we don't have to get out of third gear. And that's a problem when we go and play in Europe. That's when we concede goals in the 90, 91st minute against Frankfurt. That's when we, we lose leads. That's when we get sloppy. So that has to be said. You uh, fucking listen when Costa talks, okay? Listen to this. Like, everything this man just said, like, I could not agree more. Like, my, you know what my takeaway, like, obviously it was always fun. Like, Adarabi scores a brace. Aigipu scores a wonderful goal. It was all fun. But, like, my takeaway is, like, this is the second best team in the league. Holy hell. Holy hell. I, like, it's not even funny. Like, I know Lambro was, like, having a laugh. And it's like, oh, yeah, yay. But, like, they're just, like, they're horrible. They're absolutely, this is the second best team in Greece. And, like, horrible. Absolutely horrible. Um the whole thing is just a mess. And like Costa said, none of the players like Cissé is, you know, been here for all these years waiting for his move. He played in France last year. Madi wants his move. And he has to sit here and play week in and week out against the goddamn farmers at Ike and the farmers in Atromitos and the farmers in Ionikos, just to name a few. And none of these players have any motivation to, to step up and perform in these games. The players who maybe would uh, be motivated to step up and perform like Surlis and Markovic don't get a chance, but that's another discussion for another day. Um, and then we come into Europe and we're unprepared and we we just look sloppy and lose. It's it's uh and it's it is a Greek problem, not like in the like it's it's a Greek federation. It's an epo problem to me at the end of the day, and it's maybe also a bit of a Greek culture. Like each team just wants to see the other big teams fail, and they will like. Like, Pauk would rather see Olympiakos lose than see themselves win. Olympiakos would rather see Panathinaikos lose than themselves win sometimes. It goes all the way around. 
And uh, this this culture, you see it in the national team. It took so long for Otto Rahigel to eliminate that from the national team and win the Euros. And now it's back in the national team. It's back in the league. And Olympiacos have to sit here and play these crap games against crap teams. And like, my God, I just can't get over how bad Ike were. That is the main takeaway for me today. Um, I, I'm i going to push back because I'm the only one here who I think is going to say something. Like, we just beat Ike away from home. I didn't think they were so shit. Like, like the worst team I've ever seen in the world. Like, is... Uh, well, is they're, they're the 13th worst team you've ever seen in the world. No, but they, what I'm saying is... Uh, I, I, I think, okay, like Ike is nothing special, but, um, as, as people said, like Levi Garcia, Juber, these players would come into Olympiacos' team, Madalos is all right, blah, 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 whatever. But I, uh, I just think it's a bit like ridiculous. How many derbies have we lost or we drew nil, nil or one, one, like, we beat Ike away in like a full Owaka. There's many nights in the past where better Olympiacos teams did not do that against similar level Ike teams. I, I'm just putting it out there. Like I think tonight was a big win and it's a confidence booster and we go into Fenerbahce with it all to play for. I, I think we, we need to, I saw a comment earlier saying we need to get behind the team. We need to support the team. Yes, we do. This next game on Thursday is huge. And they just won in a sold-out Owaka. Like, they showed some balls tonight, and kudos to them. Can I just address this point real quick? Uh, my buddy, Banayotis Exarchos from, uh, from Athens. It's not that we're belittling the other teams. Uh, I think it is a fact that, the, as I said, the level of the Greek league has gotten worse the last two years. I think if you look at the last few seasons, not last season, the season before when we won the league, we were playing against the Pauk team that Luchescu had built up before he left. And uh, we enjoyed that one. We certainly enjoyed winning that league very much so. Um, last season, okay, we ran away with the league from February. So what, I mean, what is there to talk about? And, and then this season, it looks like we're going to do it again, quite frankly. We're, we're coming to the end of November. As I said, we've already made a difference of seven points so you know that says a lot about the level level of the league we're not we're not just we're not taking the piss we're calling a spade a spade that's what it is yep. like we went away from home today and we beat them not even coming out of third gear did yep. we get into third gear you could you could argue that i asked the question no i i agree with you there and uh I, I agree also with Lavado. I don't think Ike today was terrible, but a lot of things did fold out more or less kind of how we expected. You know what I mean? Like we expected playing away. Ike is pretty decent in possession. Their interplay I thought was better than ours when they had the ball at their feet. They had some good moments of possession that I wish we were more capable of doing. I believe we're capable of accomplishing some of those things. Quick one-touch interplay. But unfortunately, we didn't do it very often, and Ike did. Now, did it really amount to much? Not really. But that that's the point. We know that we can get so much more out of this team. We know that our team has quality and can play to a higher standard. So when we see that we're playing as shit as a lot of the fans have complained that we've played this season, but we're still six points 
ahead in the league, it does say something. And that doesn't mean that we can't celebrate, you know, the championship or that we can't you know, because the other teams suck. It's just the reality of the situation. And it it it's it's kind of it's frustrating in a way. Uh, but the, it is. We're, we're the best team. We are the best team. And it's there's nothing wrong with saying that. We are the best team to where we can play like shit and still dominate the league. It's not negative. It's it's There is credit to be given to other teams, but this is just the way it is. We are the best team. We can play like shit and, and destroy this league. It's how it is what it is. And you can still call a spade a spade. That's just it. It's honesty. And it I don't, you know, again, I'm not going to go as far as to say Iker, super shit. You know, I thought they were competitive. They have some defensive woes for me, but I thought that they were competitive offensively. But we are the best team in this league. Statistically, theoretically, it just that's how it is. Plain and simple. Guys, Fetanos is, is leading us perfectly here, I think. Um, first of all, uh, not 3,000 Fetanos, 4,000. It's, it's the, the lawnmower Mark IV, okay? Manscaped. 4.0? 4, 4. 4. Well, 4.0, baby. If you, wanna, if you call it 4,000, it, it seems a lot nicer. Um, so anyway, the yeah. If you haven't heard, what Fetanos is alluding to here is that we uh, support 4th Gate 7 International is, is being provided by Manscaped, the big brand. Um, currently, we have a discount code with them. As you can see on the screen here, if you're watching on video, it is G7INTL. That's G7INTL. Um, this is limited time only, folks. Uh, you need to get on this right away or else the discount code will expire. So you need to use it right now and you will get 20% off with free shipping for anything on manscaped.com. The new uh, the new lawnmower 4.0 is the new big product that they're pushing out. Um, this is the big banger. It's got precision. It fits in the tight spaces. And sources are saying El Arabi used the lawnmower 4.0 today um, <laughs> before scoring his goals. Um, it, it it just gives results. That's all I can say. Like it it gives you a trimmer all to yourself you don't have to use the same trimmer for your face and for below which i think is a good thing um and it just gives you the tight spaces that you need down in those tight and precious areas um it's an excellent product and in addition to the lawnmower 4.0 they also have all sorts of other lotions colognes boxers everything that you could ever want for uh for the special area um so please, please come on over to manscaped.com. Use our discount code while you can. You've got to do it right now, folks. Um, and yeah, it's going to be great, everybody. And Costa, correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe we've posted the link. Uh, so if you are a fan and you would like to come on, we're not going to let you sit here on here all day, folks, uh, because we're going to have a, a big queue of people coming. But if you want to come on for a brief second, give your thoughts and sign off. Uh, we've, we're starting to see a bit of a cue for people here. Um, make sure you have good internet as well. Uh, otherwise, you're not going to sound so hot, but I think it'll probably be fine. Costa, shall we start letting people in? Before we do that, I mean, we, we have a video to show uh, for the Manscaped product. This product is 
perfectly safe as uh, as Peter was saying and we have a video that illustrates that and we're going to play that right now stick around hit the link guys we're going to start letting people in right after this short ad support for gate 7 international is brought to you by manscaped the champion in men's below the belt grooming the lawnmower 4.0 is precision engineered to trim your family jewels but before we trust the lawnmower to our family jewels we're going to test it on my buddy ian's head right here so let's see how this thing does I think it passed the test. To get your own Lawnmower 4.0, go to Manscaped's website at www.manscaped.com and enter the code G7INTL for 20% off and free shipping. Frigos Patu. For Roman Smirnidis, he, he said he was here for that haircut ad. So, boom, just for you, buddy. Big up, Ian, who is now bald. He's now bald, indeed. <laughs> no. Guys, limited time only. Huh? This is limited time. Yeah. And end, end of November, you've got a week to get yourself your lawnmower 4.0. Uh, by the way, the boxer shorts on manscaped.com are fantastic. The best boxer oh, shorts yeah. I've ever worn. Uh, you can buy anything from their website with this code. And guys, they already have like something like 45% Christmas deal offer. So literally that's 45% plus 20% that we're giving you. So manscaped.com, just go and check it out after after we're done. All right. Your balls um, will thank you. Your balls will thank you. <laughs> Beautiful. Right. Beautiful. Um, first guest that I see here queued up is CJ Liascos. What's up, my friend? Where are you calling from? Tell us your name. Well, CJ is short for Constantine James, but I'm from Sydney, Australia. Good morning, Cole. Good morning. Yeah, so good morning. That's it. So we do wake up at all hours of the night to watch these games, and most of the time it's, at least in the league, pretty disappointing sometimes, but it is what it is. Well, glad, so happy you could be with us. Thank you for waking up early and sticking with it so that you could be part of the show. We really appreciate it. How'd you feel about the game today? Um, I think I'm more upset that we conceded the second goal because uh, Masuras's mistake was a bit stupid, but um, um, a bit mixed to be honest. I don't think it was terrible, but uh, there it's still the same problems we've had over the last few weeks or from the start of the season really um you can tell that some players don't want to be there let me ask you something because you kind of brought up that it's a lot of the same things that we've seen going forward and costa brought up some context with how uh tactically we've been the positions we've seen ourselves in so in your opinion did uh based on kind of how we've seen ike this season did you think that Olympiacos did, well, we'll say employed a tactic or a strategy effectively, or was it more that Ike made mistakes and we capitalized on those mistakes to win? I think both. I think both. But honestly, I think uh, two seasons ago, 
if Ike had the team they had now then, it would have been five or six nil. Yeah. We would have been them alive. Um that's probably where I'm stuck at at the moment, but Ike are terrible this year. Very bad. Um and the fact that we didn't go in there more hungry than we did. But not that we didn't go in hungry, but I was expecting us to win four nil maybe, four one. No not can say two goals, that's for sure. But um one one problem that I'm constantly seeing, I, I he's putting so much faith in Onyaguru and Ronnie Lopez. Um, I think Vurosai needs to get in there, and I think it's time for. Uh, what I know this is off topic, but when I watched the game with uh, Frankfurt, the one in Greece, it's so weird because I felt putting Valbuena on for Onyaguru was the mistake. Because Onyakuru then, I don't know what the hell got into him, but he was he was really good that game, um, and I'm a bit disappointed he hasn't carried that through. It's because he had space. He had spaces yep. during that game, but in the Greek league, he doesn't find the spaces. It's something that we talked about when we when Ari did the deep dive. It's like this guy, if he finds space and he's fit, he can attack the spaces and he cause problems with his pace. But when you're playing against teams in Greece and they're playing, you know, park the bus in front of the the, the goalkeeper, yeah. can't do anything. Like he gets the ball at his feet, and there was one moment I think in the like towards the 65th minute or something, he got the ball on the left hand side and he made a nice switch to the right. Um, but that was a that was the first time I think I saw him kind of get on the ball and pass it. Mm-hmm. I was like, <laughs> you know, he was practically invisible today. Otherwise. But I agree. Like, it's like, where's Vrusai? Has 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 Ronnie? Like, I was surprised to see Ronnie Lopez come on today. And at one point, I saw him pressing and kind of dispossessing one of the Ike players. I thought, who's that? Is that Ronnie Lopez? Like, what's going on? But uh, Vrusai deserves more time, and it, 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 that is frustrating me as well. So uh, I, I agree with that point. Yeah, I remember January at home against Ike. Was it against Ike? It was January 2021. It was the fresh new year and a closed Oaka and Versailles scored. Or was it December right before? I don't remember. It may have been December, but it was Christmas time last year. Versailles scored a great goal against Ike. He's done it before in Oaka. I think we drew that game. But anyway, that's I I don't love Versailles as much. I'm like... I, I, I don't think he's anything special, to be honest with you, but I don't think... Go back and look Yaguru. at the highlight reel from last year, Labrador, and change oh, your mind. Before he I've, got injured, I've he was seen our enough, best like, Nah. I, maybe but I'll but replay I some of Lambro's audio clips from last year, too. But listen to this. Listen, listen. If I think if Rusai was given as many opportunities as Henry Onyakuru, would he do better than Henry Onyakuru? I, I would say yes. Yeah, but so that's not happening. Go. That's not happening. Yeah, That's the well, point we're making. They paid five million euros for Henry on your career, so they need something to happen with him, or else they're it's a sunk cost, man. It's best, best, uh, the best use of that money is just to sit him on the bench at this point. Well, yeah, but Wait. also, Peter, I think we have to get moving. We have more people waiting in the lobby. CJ, CJ, thank thanks for us. coming on, man. Thank, thank you, guys. CJ. Take care. Thank you. See ya. Bye. All right. Okay, let's get our next next guy on, shall we? Who we got? We got Johnny. Is it Johnny Tabukas? Boys, good morning. 
Good morning. Good morning, Good morning. Melvin. <laughs> Another Aussie. Alimera. How's it going, boys? It's good. Oh, it is, that's right. It is the morning. What are you? You're 14 hours, 16 hours ahead? <laughs> 10. 10. I'm not sure. It's, it's 8 a.m. here or quarter past 8. But um, wow. I just oh, wanted to be quick because I know there's a lot of people waiting, but it was a great win. Um, I, th- I have to agree with Costa. I don't think they got out of third gear at all. Um, but I think it was more the fact that they were absorbing the pressure and looking to counterattack. Um, but I think I mentioned it in one of the comments earlier um, in, one in, our, in our group chat. Um, basically, when you've got a striker like Aleta B that has the composure that he does to take those chances, then that, that's what makes the difference in the end. Um, and it just shows like they, they rely heavily on Araujo and a couple of other teams rely heavily on strikers that don't take the chances when they come up. Um, and we've got a striker like Tiquinho sitting on the bench. Um, you know what I mean? So it, it just goes to show that, yeah, he might be 34, I'll let I be, but he still takes a chance as what counts in the big derbies. So for me, it was, it was more the three points more important, um, rather than the performance, considering that Thursday we've got the big game against Fennett. So, yeah, it was good to get the three points. And, and uh, the only thing I will say is that his rotation at times just annoys me, or the lack of rotation, uh, especially before the big games. Um, you know, he's, he's rested Bukhalaki, is what I could take out of today. And why would you rest Bukhalaki and not, you know, Madi Kamara or, um, you know, yeah, you know, even well, Tiquinho is rested as well. So, yeah, that that's the takeaway from today for me: the, the fact that the rotation probably wasn't there. Um, but at the end of the day, three points is three points. So again, I have to agree with Costa. Well, with Bukhalakis, it's like damned if you do, damned if you don't, right? We people, yeah. it, it's people just as easily get upset when he includes Bukhalaki because they complain about how slow he is with buildup and possession. But then when you don't include him, you see how our midfield opens up because he does close those passing lanes down really well, and that's why he's valued in the starting eleven. But Johnny, I'm going to ask you the same question uh, I asked CJ Liascos, which was, mm-hmm. uh, did you see a game plan that was? effective by Olympiacos that we enacted and we successfully uh, executed on? Or was it that we capitalized on the mistakes of Ike? Um, it, it depends whether you buy into the fact that if, if you think that he tried to contain and absorb pressure. Because if you buy into that, then yes, it was tactically genius. But if you don't, then you believe that Ike outplayed us for 75 to 80 minutes of the game and we just took our chance as well so it it for me it was we took our chances and we were outplayed that was my opinion um i i I didn't really see much of our interplay um our passing we were getting pressed pretty high um and from the moments that i saw of their into passing it was their final third that was that was lacking so i think if you stick al arabi or tiquinho in their side it makes a difference. I'm just, just going to read the stats from the game. This is interesting. So both teams had 10 shots attempted. Ayak had four on target. We had seven. Seven shots on target. One hit the post. They had 11 corners. We had six. Uh, this is interesting. We had 18 fouls. They had 11. Normally, we're softer. Or does that only happen against Balk? some reason, we go kind of wishy-washy into power games but we had 18 fouls today so you know they they were kind of up for it that sh- at least we had more fouls than them 
breaking up play. Yeah. Uh, but they had 56% possession and we had 44. 44 possession guys. Yeah. From what from what I saw, I thought they were trying to. I thought we, our midfield was trying to break up the play a lot more. Um, whether it was in Villa or Agibu more so than uh, Muddy. I think Muddy. I think most of the people have sort of said it as well that you can just see the the, the attitude shift um, since since the transfer window, and ever since then the performance not necessarily hasn't been there, but maybe it's just a mentality thing. Um, but look, guys, I'll, I'll jump off because I know there's probably heaps of people wanting to jump in, but I really appreciate your time and uh, keep up the great work. I love it. Thanks for joining us, mate. Thanks, Johnny. Thanks, Take boys. Care, mate. Have a good day. Awesome. I, I want to, before we let the next person on, um, I just, I want to say something about Mari Kamara. I think the nail was hit on the head, but I think he's still valuable because he has moments of brilliance. You know, his... Um, Maybe the mentality has faded a bit, maybe the decisiveness, but uh, I think he still shows moments of brilliance in those games that none of our other midfielders can show. So even Kamara at, what would we say, 75%, I think is better than uh, Pierre Koundé, who I still don't, I haven't seen much from from the limited chances he's, he's gotten, so... Maybe just uh, I I have one one last point uh, in, in terms of approach uh, and rotation. You know why didn't Bukalakis play today? I think actually starting Madi Kamara was was a better choice in the sense that he's been injured uh, just before the international break. So I think it was good for him to get some rhythm today. I thought that defensively he worked hard today. Uh, but you just expect more from him. You expect him to get on the ball and drive the team forward. And that's what we've been lacking, just somebody to take take the reins in the midfield. And I just feel like we don't have anybody that's doing that right now. We we said before about Mbila and his condition and, and how he is after after COVID. Uh, so, so, yeah, I think, you know, in the end he came off, didn't he? Madi came off for... Uh, for for Bukhalakis or Ba, and... I think it was. Was it? Henry came off for Bukhalakis, and then we did the four three three for a bit. I think today was a signal that we're going to go with with that, you know, holy trinity in midfield on on Thursday. I'm pretty sure we're going to see Bukhalakis and Villa and Kamara in in midfield with Agibu pressing from the wings uh, on on Thursday. Just uh, that's my reaction to to that. Yeah. But more to Lambro's point, we don't have another person with the capacity that Mahdi has. And Kunde, I don't care what the papers said. Kunde is not that mold. Kunde is another six. So there, he that's not somebody that's going to give us that creativity. There is a midfielder that we have that has the potential to do what Mahdi does, and he's doing it right now for two games uh, in second division Greece. But Stop I'm not going to spend any what? time. Stop it. As if. Did as if he has shown the potential to do what Mahdi does. Like, come Look, on, Adi. He's the closest one. Who else do we have? That so Kunde do that? is with so one leg who probably, come on. Surlis is going to play the role of Mari Kamara. Are you kidding? I'm not like, saying he can do it now. He said potential, what? Labro. I, I said don't potential. Think I, I watched you know, the B game and, like, come on, let's pump the brakes real quick. Him and Solakis and the rest of them, we make them out to be kings. We, I watched them against Ayel. Labro, Labro. I, that's you, it. I, Labro, if they don't play, 
If they don't play against opposition, they will never develop. They're playing against I'm, 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 I'm making a I wild... is a good team. They let me, first let me, let me finish. Level players. I'm anyway. going to make a wild comparison. A wild comparison here, and you can laugh at me as much as you want. But look at Emil Smith-Rowe at Arsenal. Perfect. Emil Smith-Rowe at Arsenal is not the same player he was last season. But last season, he got 10, 15, 20 games in the Arsenal first team. He's, what, 17, 18? I don't know how old he is. But he's kind of on the same level as Sudley's. Same kind of mould, same kind of build. Yes, he's brought up in an English football system and an English football academy, which is miles, miles ahead of where we are. Mm-hmm. But my point is, you see the talent, you've got to let him play. You've got to let him play. I agree so, with that. And you, if you, you can't, look- can't just stick around here and say, oh, he's crap. You seen you seen him play? Have you given him a chance? I I I saw the B team play the whole game, and unfortunately, Marino, Sulis, Jolakis. We're not talking Labro. about Marinos. Labro. We're not talking Didn't about too much. Jolakis. How much we won that game? They had two clean sheet. Yeah, clean we... sheet. Labro. I just how, think we overrate these worse? guys so much. Like we're like. Oh, Tolakis no, is, is big. Blah, how much blah, worse? Blah. No, the how Greek much worse paper, are the IL than like? I agree with you, but like I, I, I don't. What think are you they're... okay? Let what do you base that off of? What are you basing this off? Watching them no play, potential? I don't what, think they're. What like... did you watch? What did you? Watch? I watched the whole. Tell me what game. you watched. I've seen both them B- play. You watched both BT games. Zolakis as well. I Zolakis is terrible with the ball at his feet. His handling's poor. I'm not talking like... about Zolakis. We're talking about Solis. We're talking about Sulis. I've seen a few times. He's fine. He can play against Ionikos, but like, All we're play- but he's not even he doesn't. I think he should play. Oh I'm just God. saying. I'm just it, saying. We're just saying. We're gonna move on from this. Let's bring the next guest, Dodd. The I can't. I can't Guys, also, um, if I know the links might. If you're watching on Facebook or YouTube, if you're having trouble clicking the links and getting in. Um, we tweeted it out as well. So go to our Twitter and it's like the first tweet there and you can just click, uh, from your phone or computer and join in. So that's all I have to say about that. We have a, we have a chat message on the screen. I think this is, I'm going to read it out and maybe we can bring Alex on and get his take on this, uh, as well. Hot take. This is from Adi's P hot take. Our fan base has overrated Madi Kamara to a ridiculous extent. He is good, but nowhere near 15 million midfielder quality. Um, I'll go first. This is an incredibly, with all due respect, this is an incredibly reactionary take, uh, and I disagree. Um, I think anyone, like we've seen Madi Kamara for what, three years in this team, and uh, we're going to track, we're going to go back on everything we've said because of a period of two months when he obviously hasn't been motivated and was supposed to get his big move. No, he is, he is 15 million is, I would say a perfectly fair number for Madi Kamara. People were saying twenties over the summer. Um, obviously I would take that for him cause it's good money for the club, but I think 15 is completely fair. However, if he keeps playing like this, we are going to have to kiss 15 goodbye. Um, yeah, I, it's he he's that level of player we've seen it he does it all in the midfield and he has done for us he's been one of our key players for the last three years my personal opinion he's been poor this year but there there are very clear ways to explain that anyway um alex thanks for thanks for coming on uh good to see you again on the show um i guess good morning to you as well 
Um, yeah. And, and, you know, we'll, we'll give the floor to you since you're here, of <laughs> course. Um, I don't know if you want to address Mari Kamara or if you want to address today's game. Um, yeah, we'll talk about it, the, the whole thing, you know, unwrap it. Go ahead. First of all, once again, good morning from Australia. I think I'm the third person uh, today to talk to you from Australia. Uh, now, about the first of all, we'll talk about the game against Ike. I was looking at, at the statistics, at the stats, and um, I just wanted to say that the image of the game and the stats, they sort of reminded me of what Olympiacos plays like at home when, when they play against a big European team. Like they have the ball, they have the possession, they have a, a few chances, like they have a lot of shots on target, but they never really create the big chances. And then they make a few mistakes at the back and they end up losing. So this is what the game reminded me of. Ike seemed really um, desperate to for the win. They seemed like they really wanted it. They really wanted to, to give something big to their fans, but, you know, they got too stressed about it. And that's how we ended up walking away with the, with the, with the victory. But um, uh, I, didn't, I didn't think that we played well. This was not a good performance. Like in no point of the game were we able to control the ball, to control the tempo of the game, to to be able to inspire confidence. Uh, not to the team wasn't able to inspire confidence to the fans or to itself, which is why I think uh, Martins had to pull out Onyakuru and bring in Buhalakis in order to better control the game. Um, as for the uh, the Kamara issue, uh, I think that football is like that. Like you play well one season and you're up in the in the heavens, like you're worth 20, 25 million. And then the next season, you don't do that good. You're not feeling, you're not feeling it. And no one even remembers your name. So it's kind of like that. Yeah. Yeah. So. Like I said, like if, yeah, if we had, if we had to sell Mari Kamara right now, like his value has gone down, but um, hopefully he can yeah, find it, it again or something. Yeah. That's it's, how it it's, goes. It happens know, with many players. I don't know what the issue is with, uh, with uh, Mari Kamara. Uh, I think that it could also be a bit of fatigue uh, in regards to him because let's not forget he's been playing consecutively for like a long time. He, he rarely misses any games so, for the team. He's been one of the um, most. Uh, he's been he's always been there. So let's not forget. It might also be that issue. Like you can't always be at the top of your game. You might there might be a period where you your performance drops as well. And I feel I feel it's justified. Maddie Camara is one of those players where he is justified to to have a, a drop in performance. I mean, just as long as it goes back up eventually, you know? Yeah. Alex, I wanted to touch on something that you brought up about two minutes ago um, about the the nature of our possession as a team. Um, and what you touched on is actually really important because it's why we think the team looks so much more stale than it has in the past. Because statistically, everything you said is completely correct. You know, we might have similar amounts of possession, although technically it is less. Uh, every season under Martins, this team has always averaged in all competitions like 58, 59% per game. 
This season, it's at 54%. Now, go deeper into that and look at the total number of times we're on the ball, our pass accuracy, our match tempo. It is all lower. Every season under Martins, this team is averaging over 500 passes a game, right? That's that's like the level of that average of passing is in like if we look at top leagues, uh, not again, not to compare us to those teams, but to give you guys an idea of the scale, Manchester City does that. I mean, they're closer to 600, but that's how often we were on the ball. This year, it's 460 is the average. We're not passing the ball as much, which is indicative of how shitty our interplay is. Not a lot of movement off of the ball. Not a lot of one-twos. So it looks stale. We're used to seeing, especially in that second season, players moving off the ball, running, being on the ball, possessing against teams worth triple our value. And it's not happening this year. We are a team that is sitting back, slower tempo, not passing the ball, moving the ball around, and not having that interplay. That is all at play here, and it's why this team doesn't look so good. Yeah, no, no, you're you're absolutely correct on that. I mean, we don't we don't play our, our usual passing game because under Martins, as you said, Ari, uh, under Martins, we're used to having possession of the ball, passing it around, looking for that for that opportunity, for that gap in the opposition defense. Like tonight, we had it. We, I don't know if I trust this statistic as, uh, that much because I got it off of Google, but we had a bit over 200 passes. That's, that's bad. That's very bad. I mean, despite, I mean, despite the fact that we played uh, away from home in front of 40,000 people. Yes. All right. That's, a small excuse that's a poor excuse we we don't we don't play the same style even though we have the same manager our style of football has changed and i don't, i don't really see the reason why there have not been that many changes within the squad there have been additions but not that many players have left so i don't really know what's going on it's really difficult to to explain why these changes have been happening and what's really going on uh, it's it's strange. It's a it's a strange issue, and um, we've seen that. You know, we've started the season slow, and we're continuing the season slower. It's not getting better. If anything, the the image uh, of the team on the pitch is, if not getting worse, it's remaining the same. It's on the same level. Nothing is- seems to be improving. This is part of the problem. Uh, Concept Calcio raises a comment. We've talked about it more times than I can remember. It's the fullbacks. It's not difficult. How many times did we used to see, even last season, Rafinha and Holebas getting in behind the defence and then the winger or one, you know, Valbuena or somebody would play the ball in behind through balls for the wingbacks to run in and make the crosses into the box? seen that so little this year i think we saw it once or twice whenever gary rodriguez has played in front of lala and we've seen those kind of darting runs down the wing where you've had another teammate find the winger or the wing back getting in behind we just don't see that anymore and one thing that i'm thinking is is it one of those things this year where i think that our preseason was complete kaput like I feel like this year we had no preseason, or we had preseason and it just went to shit. 
He started preseason with a 4-4-2. Then Zucchino got injured. Fortunis got Costa, injured. Yeah, our, 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 our guy, Fortunis, got hurt like 30 minutes into the first game. After yeah, that, but, it was... I mean, you had, you had this. You had all of this stuff going on in preseason when he was trying things and then all the players that he was trying things with got injured. And then uh, COVID hit the team in a way that the, the, the Greek press didn't want to admit. Like, they kept it from people that there was an outbreak in the team. And you know what? There was an interview last week in uh, Protathletis with um, with the, um, the gymnast coach, with the physical physical fitness coach, um, Murikis, Christos Murikis. Oh, he gave yeah. an interview to Protathletis and they asked him one of these questions. They asked him, you know, are you... You know, are you worried about the state of the team in terms of their fitness? Like, what's gone wrong? And he said, of course, things will improve. So I do ask myself, is it is it one of those things where the coach knows that we can't play that kind of football that we've played last season or this season before? And he says, we're going to play like this now because we don't have the energy levels to press high up the field to play that brand of football that we want to play. And maybe it will get better in 2022. I don't know, but that's something that I'm kind. That that's why I'm not full on kind of angry about this this season so far. There are so many factors like around the team and what's happened in preseason that you know they contribute to what we're seeing now. So I'm keeping a bit of an open mind, not expecting a lot. And as I've said, the level of the league is shit. Um, let's move on. <laughs> The, on that on that fullback issue, it it both is and isn't. And what I mean is, it's it's a little bit more complicated than that because we saw last year we had zero overlap ability. As much as Holebas and uh, Rafinha would overlap in their capacity to do so, they didn't overlap to the level that Omar and Simikas did. The difference between last year and this year, Oleg overlaps about three and a half times as much per game than Holebas did. And that's not that's not throwing shade at Holebas. Holebas did more than what we any of us expected he could do. But Oleg does have the overlapping. Now, Kenny, Kenny Lala is like right around there with Rafinha. But I think part of the problem is it's and it is on the fullbacks still. Yes, we, we're not getting the production we were out of uh, that same production we were out of Omar and Simikas, but we also, our wing play is not complementary right now to our fullbacks also. And this is a problem because in that third season, we did have wings, maybe not as, we didn't have Podence, but we still had wing play, which was making our overlapping fullbacks, not overlapping, less of an issue. We have shit wing play this year. And this is creating more of an issue because our, our fullbacks also aren't producing to the level that we want them to. I, so I think it's a little bit more complicated than just a fullback issue. Well, uh, personally, I'll, I'll say this and then I'll just, uh, I'll leave the line for the, the next guest. Um, I think that in regards to Oleg Rabjuk, that's a difficult name to pronounce in English. Uh, I feel that, there's a, a constant, I don't know, it might just be my imagination seeing this, but I feel that he's sort of like the weak link in the team. I feel like all op opposition teams 
target his his uh, the left wing, the Olympiacos left wing, to to make their attacks. And it's he's showing a lot of effort. He's trying. Like you can't blame him for anything. I just feel like he he can't perform on the level that uh, Martins and Olympiacos want him to. He's he's trying. He constantly tries to give what he can and even more, but he just he's not up there. In regards to Kenny Lala, on the other hand, uh, I feel that he's shown great improvement from the day that he came to Olympiacos. He's, I mean, we saw him tonight. He's he did really well. He provided an assist and he almost scored a goal. Uh, we remember when we got him back in January, he didn't even exist. I mean, Andrutos had the position and we were looking for a, another substitute in case he got injured. Now Kenny Lala has the right back position and he doesn't even look back. So in regards to the fullbacks, I feel that especially on the lo- on the left side, something is necessary. Uh, something needs to change. Uh, that's my personal opinion. I feel that maybe another addition should be made. I don't know if it could be if we could bring back Kutris or if it could be someone else. But I feel that Rabchuk has given all he has to give and that just isn't enough, unfortunately. So anyway, uh, that's all I agree for me. so I much mean, with that. I agree. Hold on. Let me just check. Oleg is yeah. technically like one of the worst players I've seen to ever play for Dupiakos. Like his passing, his crossing, even his dribbling. Like this guy runs, he defends decently, but God damn it, he is terrible technically. And he's like yeah. that little kid who tries so hard and you want him to be good. But at some point we got to say like, I know, I know. You see him. He, you know he what tries. I mean? Like, you love the yeah. kid. You're just like, come on, come on. Like, so put much in a good cross. But then you the killed effort, a but... school of birds, and you're just like, well, well, like, you killed another school of birds. Like, exactly. things aren't At going At the end great of the day, you. it's just not possible. And I think it would be the yeah. best, both for him and the team, if they just parted ways on friendly terms. And, like, we look for the next player to come in and try and fill in that gap. I mean, he was brought in as a talent, as a ho- hopeful player that could fill in that gap. And, he just wasn't able to, you know, and it's a difficult gap to fill. I mean, it's a position that's been left like that ever since Timikas left. And Timikas is a player that, you know, you can't easily replace. So, anyway. Alex, uh, as I said, yeah. thanks for coming on, mate. Have a good day. No worries. No worries. You too. You too. See you next time. All Bye. right, folks. Thanks for having me. Bye. Bye, Alex. Bye. Last chance, folks. If you want to come on, give a little talk. I know we have a lot of people who speak Greek. An milas elinika inedaxi, okay? Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, we're gonna we're gonna just maybe get one or two more people on here. I think we have someone in the queue now, um, so maybe this will be the last one, unless there's a, a, a big a big uh, run in of people. But um, it looks like we've got Agelos coming in here. Oh, Agelos, you there? Hello. Thank yeah, you for joining. Kalispera. Yes, yes. How's it going, ma'am? It's, it's been going pretty good. Um, from the watch, from the match with Ike, I can't tell that much. I think the previous uh, um, told enough. So you called me for the B team. 
What did you think about the B team? What did you think about the discussion we started to have about Surlis? Or maybe not Surlis, or generally, what were your, you know, who did you like uh, on during the B team game? Like, what were your thoughts? I've been really impressed with the B team. I think with the play, the way they played, better than the A team. They are basic team. They have a tactic. They have plans. They defend. They attack. They press. I saw Surlis uh, in particular, he was everywhere, both in defensive, both offensive. And he, he was the reason we scored. He made a, a good run, he made the pass to Al-Ghassim, and he made the pass to Kosti to provide us the goal. And I was impressed with Marinos, Nikolic. Uh, basically, where we are lacking, I saw people that can replace the, our our players, um, Marinos especially, I saw him, he made the people in Larissa, his customers, he played really well. And yeah. <laughs> See, I, I, I watched the game too, and I, I liked uh, Nikolic. And surprisingly, I thought Xenididis did well as well in the midfield. I think he played decent. Um, but I don't know. Uh, I... I also thought real quick, like people in the newspapers were saying King Kue is the next big thing and King Kue is great. Like King Kue can't make a simple pass. I don't know if it's yeah, yeah, on the yeah. field there, but like... He has a very good defensive uh, mindset, but yeah. in general, not that good in uh, passing. He needs some improvement and that's why we have the big team. Agulus is really nice. He's like, he needs some improvement. It's my, this man couldn't hit a fucking cow's backside with a banjo from two two meters out his passing was atrocious but marinos looks really interesting the first game like against balk but i saw him like so I, I we've heard about this guy before like he came from asteras very highly rated young player and he looks like he can do a job as an inverted winger like cutting inside or as an inside forward but his some of his passing as well was just like, what are you doing? Or he'd get the ball on the right hand side and then drive inside and then just crash into people. So he lacks that kind of experience and decision making normal in a young player. But I agree he has he has potential. And guys, okay, it's the second game. Uh these these guys have been waiting to play half a year or more in some cases. They're very rusty still. So, so yeah, man, like, I enjoy watching the B team. Aguilos was actually at the game, so it's not the same as watching it on TV, Labro. But... Bravo, bravo. <laughs> Speaking, actually, I, I, I will briefly interject, and I promise I will relate this to Olympiacos. Living in Canada, I don't get to watch, uh, watch football in person, at least not good football, very often. But earlier this week on international break, the Canada national team came to town. And it was like negative 17 degrees on uh, on Tuesday and Canada played Mexico, picked up the result 2-0. What a game. And I'll tell you what, folks, for the left back position, I have a name. Um, his name is Sam Adekugbe. He plays in Turkey. Uh, big, huge player, massive player for the Canadian national team. Um, physical, good on the ball technical playing the crosses in dribbling past people from mexico big player get the get the scouters on him sam isn't, isn't the bayern munich left back he canada? plays he plays as second striker for canada 
Oh wow! Okay, <laughs> this is this is the difference. Davies Davies is a uh, um, Davies actually didn't play super well to be honest with you, but I still. Well, it was him. also negative seventeen degrees Celsius. Yeah, yeah. like no you know, Davies. Not Davies was uh, originally a winger Costa and came up as like a left winger. Yeah, uh, and against Olympiacos was the first game he played left back because they had injuries and he's stuck there. But so he plays like four four two up top uh, with Jonathan David, who's actually leading Lee Gun in in goals right yeah. now as well. Yeah, I, um, I actually like the the guy from Besiktas, Kyle Laren. Kyle Laren scored yeah. the, scored yeah, the yeah, brace yeah. in the him. snow and then like jumped into the snow after the goal. I so I read in the newspapers that Besiktas wants Henry Onyekuru. Like, if we could do a swap deal for Kyle Laren, I'm... haven't oh, they been trying to yeah. haven't they been trying to trade him for Fortunis for like a few years now? Yeah, I remember <laughs> that. Yeah, indeed. Yeah. I don't know. But, no, but I'm telling you, this this uh, this left back guy, Sam Adekugbe, he's 26 years old. He plays for Hatia Spor, who are I think like second in the table right now in Turkey. Um, yeah, second in the table. They're behind Trabzonspor, who obviously have some absolutely gargantuan players in their team, and it's unreasonable <laughs> to expect uh, anyone to pass them in the table. But yeah, I'm, I'm telling you, this this kid's a player. You got to get some eyes on him. Get the Y scout going, Adi. Maybe a deep dive. We can we'll like some we can, like, we can like make up some transfer rumors, like you know, maybe <laughs> maybe like score time picks it up and we like get something going. Stop. Well, I do have some Y Scout for you. Uh Aguila, before we let you go, I do want you to weigh in on this Solis situation. Uh, because we had a brief debate before about who on this Olympiacos team would be the closest to be able to produce what Madi does or even offer it. Uh Yanim Vila is an amazing player, but he's a different type of player. Kunde again is not a Jan, uh, sorry, not a Madi replacement. I I see him as something closer to Guillerme. Again, not the type of creative player that Madi is. But so far in the start of the of Super League Two, Vasily Solis has some statistics that are almost exactly what Madi's were in the first season with us. He's a leader in progressive runs. He's a leader when it, he gets the ball on a per ninety minute basis more often than almost any other player, top 10 in Super League 2, getting the ball forward almost three times per game. Madi was the same. Key passes, scoring opportunities. Sorlis creates the most scoring opportunities right now on the B team as a defensive midfielder. That's another thing that Madi used to do for us. Not so much this season, but in previous seasons. Key passes, through passes, progressive passes. Sorlis is doing all of these things that normally we attribute Madi with doing for, uh, for the A-team. And there's one more thing also that Sorlis does. Uh, Sorlis is one, is, uh, one of the, the, uh, the leaders on the Olympiacos B-team right now when it comes to one-on-one -on -one dribbles. He takes people on constantly. That's another thing that Madi does. And he does this all while maintaining over 90% pass accuracy. Does that not sound like Mari Camara to you? Well, he played also in the Champions League qualifications. Yes, he least. did. That's also correct. Yes. Well, it's something to point out. Um, not in the interceptions. I think there Madi has uh, the advantage. But if you give him this year, I think he will uh, shoot, this, shoot the seat perfectly. He has the progressive runs. And I saw him yesterday. He was everywhere. He he passed everyone. He, it was like he it it wasn't for his league. I think he already has to be 
not a starter, but as a super sub, maybe. Hopefully, Martins doesn't uh, substitute him in the 75th minute or the 90th minute, but yeah. Yeah, but now we're already talking about buying another central midfielder, aren't we? And then we have him playing in the B team. And it re that really infuriates me, actually. Because it's one thing playing on the weekend and having Xenitidis, Marinos, Kitsos, and, uh, and whoever, sorry, uh, don't mean to belittle anyone in our B team. But it's very different being Surlis and playing with these guys on Saturday. And it's a whole different proposition when you're surrounded by top professional players when you fit into a team it's completely different so when i start reading things like you know we're gonna sign some french player that's 26 years old or some guy from germany like bentaleb who's crocked his knee twice and we've got this 18 year old fantastic talent in our in our b team that that really pisses me off yeah, he has the experience too. He has played with the basic team. Uh, when we, it was the last match from the championship uh, two years before, when we beat Ike three 0 He, there was his uh, start. He got substituted in the, the last minutes, and I wasn't, uh, I didn't uh, watch the match, but I read that uh, he was playing well. So he has the experience of the. Super League One, so he can play easily. When, if you give him this year, he will uh, sign. I believe it. Yeah. He, he should at least play. He can play against most of the teams in, in the league. But um, yeah, well, Aguilos, I'm very jealous you get to go watch the games in person for the B team. I'm sure it's quite fun to be able to go. But, Send uh, us videos. Still a Moscow video. Yeah, yeah. Of course, of course. All right, mate. Well, well, have a good night, Agalus. Thank you for coming on the podcast. You too. Vamos Olympiacara. Yes, So, I maybe I was a bit harsh on the B team, but <laughs> we were talking about. Hold on, I I can explain <laughs> why I was a bit harsh because we were talking about the Greek mentality about how Greeks get mad and blah blah blah. And then it's the same shit, how we're just like every young player is the next big thing and blah, 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 blah. That's it. I just, I think they're better well, off going for a run in the Netherlands than playing against Ael with Manolis Berzos or whatever his name is. Just like absolute leg breakers of footballers. They're shocking. Well, um, Labro, I'd, I'd yeah. rather them, I mean, they can play against like Asteras Tripolis instead of Ael. But also this is better than like what we had in the past. Like, yeah. And we oh, get to watch yeah. them on TV. Like, back, I back in the past when all of these players just like big, they're like all Bigfoot. Like nobody knows if they're real. Like you never yeah. see anything about them. Like, like we're all uh, like, oh, they're the biggest player. And then they just get like released by the club. Like, yeah, exactly. Like what was his name? Uh, <laughs> Martinez. Martinez. Was everyone like, was the saying, next like, Kimikas. And then it's like <laughs> Martinez has been released on a freeze. He's been his contract. Yeah, where does cut. he even play for? Like he was cut. Didn't, like Aris, didn't Aris add him? Yeah, I but I'm pretty sure they, the told, they they saw him train for like 30 minutes and were like, yeah, it's time to go. He plays <laughs> for Panathinaikos B team now, Peter. Unreal. He's going to like uh, Martini's revenge tour when he plays the Olympiacos B team. Anyway, <laughs> um, guys, I think I, it's we've we've done a long one already, so maybe it's time for men of the match and coaches grade people. Um, 
I feel like El Arabi is already pretty unanimous man of the match. I don't know if anyone, I actually know Adi's going to be like, well, I thought it was Fortunis. Um, I, I I said from the beginning, <laughs> El Arabi is my man of the match. You can't, it's, you would have to be, do a lot of shit to score two goals and not be man of the match in a game like this. Do, do any of you guys, this is, sorry, there's a comment coming from Adi's P. Do you guys remember Leandro and Vanderson? I do I mean, remember yes. them. I do remember them. I think Vanderson was a winger. He played a 10 as well. And Leandro was a centre-back. But they never played. I think they may have played like a cup game. Vanderson, I remember, it felt like every few months he was something else. Because like there was the one time, oh, no, he can, he's a number 10. He also can play wing. Then in I remember in the winter hearing, oh, Vanderson actually can also be purposed as a, a deeper center mid. But then we like heart. I don't think we ever saw him play outside of they never played. They never, never played. I think Vanderson like went on to play for like a a team that was at the bottom of the, the Super League or, or something. Yeah. But, but yeah, there was Ale- be great. Ale- Alexander Daco. Anyone remember Alexander Daco? You know what's going to be great is when we can be like 20 years from now, like we're all old, and it's just like, remember Bruno? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, remember Bruno. Are you kidding me right now? (laughs) Remember Kafu? (laughs) You know, people are like clamoring for Kafu to come back. People are like, Kafu needs to come back in January. He scored that one banging goal against Panathinaikos in like garbage time. Do you guys remember that? Like, yeah, that was, I remember. And then I gave him like the best going away, like Kafu. Remember my like minute or three minutes of like Kafu love? (laughs) Yeah. Like, I can't do another one of those. Like, I, those are once in a lifetime for Bruno Gaspar. Oh Jesus Christ! I still think he played still against think... Arsenal. He played against Arsenal in that famous victory yep. as a as he a left winger. A as a left winger, sitter. do you remember that? Oh my God! What a legend! International he player. Skied one, just poof. Yeah. Oh, another another scouting note from Aguilos. Something I forgot to tell you: watch Mavrudis as he has nice short passing right. and some decent ball control. The midfield was the best part of the team. The midfield was easily yeah. the t- the three guys who were. Xeni Thiedis, I'm telling you again, Xeni Thiedis will play in the Super League like for his career. I don't think he'll make it in Olympiacos, but shut up, Costa. Like, Xeni Thiedis is, is going to be a big uh, a big Apollon player one day, I'm just saying. But anyway, I'm going to finish this up. I'm going to give Pedro Martins an A- minus for tonight. Uh, I'm man of the match. Kablara B. And a shout out to Baby Kamara for tonight. We ride. I was very negative post uh, Frankfurt, and I'm done being negative. It's time to support the team. If they lose against Fener, we can start discussions. But <laughs> I'm done Let's... being negative for one game. <laughs> I'm done being negative. I'm gonna kill them. Linares, Linares, anyway, like it's uh, <laughs> it's we're gonna go for the the big win on Thursday, and we have a pregame announcement. We're going to be doing a pregame with a special guest. Oh, yeah. yeah. Costa. Rezan Yetish is back this Wednesday. Lovely lady from, from Istanbul. She was with us for the last preview for the Fener game away. She'll be back with us on Wednesday coming week to preview the home game against Fenerbahce. She's a sports broadcaster in Turkey. Very knowledgeable. Um wonderful to have a female on the show i have to say uh no offense guys so so yeah there will be a match preview this uh this wednesday will be live uh don't miss that one guys subscribe 
hit the subscribe button if you haven't done so already. Uh, hit the bell next to it as well so that you know when we're going live. Coach's grade, I'm going to give Martins a B, guys. Uh, it's a win. But again, frustrated with just how how slow he is with the with the subs. I think some subs could have come sooner. Yeah, so B for me. El Arabi clearly man of the match. But I agree with Labro. I think Agibo deserves a good shout out. It was a banging goal at the beginning. Fantastic goal. B B for me as well. Same reasons you said, Costa. Shout out to to Christensen as well. Labro did well on the bench today. It's time, baby. It's time for Christensen to get some game time because this guy, Vachlik, I'm telling you, something's not right with this man. I don't know. I'm just putting it out there. He's going to screw us again. I just know he is. Like Christensen, has he ever screwed us? No. Has he ever played a big game? No. But this doesn't matter. He. It's just the truth. It's just the truth. Anyway. All right, Adi, what's, what's your coach's grade here? Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to also give a B um, uh, again, it, you know, it's a tough win. It was a great win. Martins is, uh his moves come too slow. Unacceptable that at 84 minutes, our only sub to that point had been Buka Laikis. I'm still concerned, even though I think it was a great win. I'm still concerned about the same patterns that we see going into this game against Fenerbahce. I am worried about this game against Venerbahce because I'm worried about how slow it takes Martins to react. His not that it's not his inability to react, it's his apprehension to react. That's what worries me. And it concerns me for all of those reasons. I am concerned about our inability to create in the final third still. I don't know if we're gonna be able to capitalize on however many mistakes we can get Fenerbahce to make, assuming we can get them to do that again. Uh, I'm worried, but that's those are my concerns going forward. My man of the match is also Youssef El Arabi. Two goals, solid finishing. Uh, and then I'm going to give also a shout-out to Kenny Lala. I thought he had a great game, and that lovely, lovely ball to El Arabi for that second goal was just fantastic. He had a couple of solid plays today, solid balls forward. Uh, and I, you know, we shit on him a lot, and I think it's only appropriate that we also – commend him for his good games well there we go folks i think that's about all we've got for today so thank you very much for uh listening especially if you've made it this far thanks big extra thanks to everybody who's come on today uh and, and given us their thoughts we'll try to do that more especially after these games um don't forget to subscribe like comment if you're on youtube uh if you're on audio i believe most platforms you can subscribe as well so you never miss us and last, Manscaped, 20% off with code G7INTL. Limited time only, folks. You got to do it now. As soon as we're done recording, go to manscaped.com. 20% off plus free shipping. Adi, I think you have one last thing for us. We do. We have one more huge shot for you guys. We are, we're just told we're now allowed to finally tell you. December 4th, uh, Saturday, December 4th, which is almost exactly two weeks from now. It's actually 13 days from now. Olympiacos is having an Academy showdown in New York. 
It'll be Saturday, December 4th. Oh it is a clash of the academies. Olympiacos DC's UPSL team, the, the men's team that competes in 4th Division USA, as well as Olympiacos New York's men's team are going to be squaring off on Saturday, December 4th. I believe the match is going to kick off at 4.30 Eastern Standard Time. So that is uh, 11, uh, 11.30 at night Greek time. That's 23 23:30, right? Greek time. I'm right. That's great. It, it, That's right. seven hours ahead right now. So it's really huge. There's uh from the talks, there's gonna be a lot of people there. Uh, and there's gonna be some interesting guest appearances, both physical and digital. So we will tweet out more information as we are allowed to get more information out there. But this is going to be huge. I am going to be doing my best to be there as well. If I can get there, I'll be doing plenty of Insta Live and stuff for that as well. It should be a really, really good time. The stadium they have there is beautiful. And we'll also be linking up with the Olympiacos New York fan club. Guys, this gives a whole new meaning to hashtag Oli Oli. Shout out to the Pauk fans from last year when we played Adis in the league anyway. <laughs> um, this this time it's actually Oli Oli. Anyway, Costa. Finish it off for us. I think you've got one more. Yeah, just a really, a really short one. So you know, Pedro Martins did a Q and A on Instagram like a week, or was it more than? I a think week it was a week ago. or so, a week or two ago. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, we asked Marina Tzali, the Olympiacos translator, like, what's up with uh, with with the Q and A. Uh, thank you, Marina. Marina wrote back to us just five ten minutes ago. She says the coach's social media team is editing, and it will be posted right away. So that's, Legend. That, that, that's coming soon. Um, looking forward to that. We we certainly sent in quite a few questions. I'm sure like a lot of our listeners did as well. So it's coming. Let's go. Big shouts to Marina doing the doing the big work translating all those different languages. Let's go. Hope we see the results soon. I'm sure Martin's just got so many goddamn messages. Didn't know what to do with them. But anyway, folks, we'll see you on. We'll see you twice. Actually, we've got the preview with Rezan now and then right after the game on Thursday. So we will see you twice during the week and then once again on the weekend. So let's go Olympiacos, huge game coming up. Like Labro said, let's keep it positive for the next few days here. And uh, it's going to be exciting. Have a great rest of your weekend, everybody. And we will see you very soon. You just listened to an episode of the Gate 7 International Podcast, a podcast connecting Olympiacos fans from Brussels to Tokyo, from Toronto to Geneva. We are four Olympiacos fans from every corner of the world, bringing you news and interviews of the team you love in English. With new episodes twice a week, you will never miss out on the latest updates and stories of the team you love. If you liked what you heard, make sure to follow us on social media at Gate7INTL Give us a subscribe on YouTube or even leave a review on all our podcast channels. Until next time, this is our team, our city and our story. Thrilos, he said. Sto mialo kati magico.